So Passover is here. Oh, it's almost here. Okay. Now, I'm going to ask a question. Your favorite part of Passover, and you can't say eating. Okay. Okay. What is your favorite part of the Passover Haggadah, the liturgy? Anybody? Have a favorite part? The four questions. Everybody knows about the four questions, right? Okay, very good. Very good. Um, and what, what's another favorite part? The plagues. The plagues. Now, Lori, I did not pay Lori to say that. But Lori, I'm interested why you said the plagues. Mm. And I just remember how much fun they had. That moment <laughs> of joy that they had playing with all the little um, right. toys. That were with the little toys that were in the bag, right? It's so interesting. <laughs> what do we normally do other than play with toys that the uncles and the aunts brought? What else do we do when we get to the plagues in the Haggadah? <laughs> we do what? what what's that? We flick the wine. We flick the wine, right? Or we dump the wine in our finger, right? Right. Or we pour a little on the plate. Now, how come? Why do we do that? So the answer that we have grown up with is exactly right that we lessen the joy of our cup, okay? Well, Mark and Kim know this, and, and, and Barbara knows this because they're in my class. Never accept the first explanation, okay? Never accept the first explanation because our tradition comes from sources beforehand, okay? So... I went to look for a source for this tradition. I'm not talking about the tradition of the bags with the plates, because that helps us keep the kids engaged, doesn't it? Okay? But the original tradition of lessening the joy in our cup. And the, and, and the reason that we lessen the joy in our cup is what we are told is that the Egyptians suffered, and so because they suffered... We don't feel the full joy. Interesting. But there's no source for it. The only sources we have are the traditions that come from uh, uh, families um, that, and the rabbis uh, who grew up to be rabbis, those who grew up to be rabbis in the 16th, 17th, 18th century, said, this is the tradition I learned. And so that's what they do. Well, that's not a textual tradition. The textual tradition, we don't even know where it came from. We don't know why we, we, we actually pour out the wine. But there was a tradition that they would pour 16 drops of wine, not just 10. That they would pour, pour 16 drops of wine. 
And then there is a mystical tradition where um, they are, the, the reason that we would uh, splash a little wine is to protect us from the plagues. And so the wine becomes kind of the same as the lamb's blood on the lintel, and it keeps, and it keeps the plagues away. But there is no tradition that says pour the wine. So why am I mentioning this? Because as Laurie so wonderfully said, we have traditions that we create in our own Seder, don't we? And that when we get to a certain part of the Seder, we evoke memories that could be 50, 60 years old. Okay? Your children will never forget playing with the, and it's a beautiful, wonderful, warm memory. And I have a feeling that that's one of the reasons that the Seder is the most well-attended Jewish event. It's not because of the food, it's because of the warm memories that are created. Everybody's got their own traditions. We have inherited traditions, haven't we? <laughs> we have inherited traditions of, um, of, of, of spilling the wine. And then we like to say that the reason we spill the wine is to lessen our joy. It's as beautiful and wonderful and ethical and Jewish a tradition as ever. But share with me some of your unique traditions that you've got during the Seder. Other than the, the, the bag of goodies, right? Anybody else have unique and interesting, and, and, and interesting, uh, really? They change. And the children grew. I mean, you know, when I was a kid and when my children were little, you know, what they did yeah, was the questions and the plagues and stuff like this. And now we do things a little different. What was it? Like, um, maybe before COVID, when I was into painting the rocks and I painted um, the plagues on all of the rocks. Oh, you painted the plagues on the rocks? Yes, I did. Okay. Them all out everybody just, yeah, had them all up, had them all on the table. But, uh, or the day that my, you know, brother-in-law, a blessed memory, uh, flipped the top liver and it landed on the ceiling. And- I hope, is that is that an annual tradition? <laughs> no, but what they do Because I, I, we could make something out of it. They have of bringing it up at every theater and looking up. And also, when he was little, when the kids were little, he used to make fun of how hot the board was. Ah. And he put it in his mouth. Right. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Okay. Why is it? He had all the kids mm-hmm. laughing and doing it. Sure. And so without him there, the kids sort of mimic a lot of what he. And that we passed did. it from generation to generation. Yeah. And uh, maybe there could be some great. A tradition of throwing the chopped liver up on the ceiling, and yeah, not uh, in my house. But I, my who who else has a tradition they want to share? Oh, Sherry, what? no, Vincent, not yet, not yet. You're going to have them. My daughter made her own. I put a number of years ago before it went out. One of the judges, and they're good fighting. One young one, and she thought, "Okay, I'm going to do my own too." And she did it with music at first, and it was a year or more. And I was thinking of 
putting a new one together using some of the other information online and you know, especially when you have interface. Sure. And um, I went along with it and I started getting pictures from all three different Oh, what a great idea. Sad and, and yeah. fun because, you know, I have the one with the three of us that I worked with us and I did the whole thing that you know, we keep going on and out. And the ones with everybody there. Right. You know, we we have satyrs that we remember all the people that were there. And, uh, you know, we look back now and how many of them are still with us. But then we have a new generation. Um, I opened my Haggadah. And every year there's a few more matzahs in the middle of the the binding. Because I don't clean out the matzahs. And I don't clean off the wine stains. When I was in New Mexico, I had a congregant uh, who, instead of using shmura matzah, used corn tortillas. Okay. Right? Because they don't leaven. They don't rise. Right? They don't rise. And the rabbis never heard about corn, right? It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, an, American, it's an American vegetable. My point is that whether it's the pouring of the wine or the matzahs or the, or the, um, uh, the, the, the chopped liver on the ceiling. These are all what I would call sacred traditions. And everybody in all of my classes knows the Stanway definition of holy. So what is the stand, what is holy? What is the Stanway definition of religion? Anybody? Yes, what? <laughs> Almost perfectly, exactly right. But the way I say it is that which is holy has holiness attached to it. Same thing that you said. You have somebody who says it's holy. A family says this is a holy tradition. It's a holy tradition. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with creating your own holy traditions. And it doesn't matter whether your holy tradition uh, involve games and toys or songs or limericks or anything. These are your holy traditions. I know that a lot of people have the holy tradition of the holy Maxwell House Haggadah. See, there you go. The Maxwell House Haggadah has been around for... 75, 80 years, we grew up with the pictures. There are people who would never think of doing a Seder with anything else but the holy Maxwell House Haggadah. I'm serious. Hmm? Yeah, sure. Oh, right. The Passover wrap. And that's, that is a tradition. And that then becomes a holy tradition. Why? Because without it, it's not a Seder. My point is this. My point is this. There is no such thing as an incorrect Seder. 
There are satyrs that you can add stuff to. There are things that are supposed to be in the satyr. But remember that the satyr itself is an invented Jewish tradition. It was codified in about 250 of the Common Era. Okay? Moses did not throw a uh, 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 chopped liver on the top of his house. Okay? The, the, the traditions that we have created, the ones that we embrace, are the ones that are holy. And so, on this Shabbat Haggadol, I encourage you to find your holy traditions, to stick to them, to do a Passover wrap, to give out the little toys, to spill the wine, to put an orange on your Seder plate. All of these are what make the holiday meaningful and beautiful, but especially holy. And if there's one thing we want to hand out, hand down to our next generation, is holiness. And so I wish you a Chag Sameach, a, uh, a happy Passover, and a kosher Passover, and a holy Passover. Shabbat Shalom. Let's continue uh, with the Alenu on page 500.